0: Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share the journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to sit at home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrifice in. sacrificing. So if you are a regular listener uh, of One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to tune into another episode. And if you are new, welcome, welcome. I'm equally excited to have you here as well. So the way this podcast works is that I usually share a journal entry of mine from about, uh, I guess like eight years ago now, it seems maybe seven. I'm not even sure at this point. And, um, I reflect on what I know now, uh, as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew then in the thick of the struggle, but today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I am going to share with you an experience that was pretty unexpected, uh, last weekend. and. how it got the better of us. So let me just go ahead and dive right in. So it was a Saturday night and it was about 10 35 and we live on, um, a road. It's a, a very small road, but it, um, is uh, busy enough. And so we had just gotten into bed and, Um, our house is, uh, mostly stone because it's a 300 year old farmhouse. So we don't really hear a lot of the traffic on the road, unless it's, um, box trucks from the local mushroom farms that sandwich sandwich us at the end of each um, side of our road. And, um, but I heard something and it sounded like a basketball bouncing in our driveway. And granted, this is 10 30 at night. Uh, it's pitch black outside. And there should be no basketballs bouncing in our driveway and the dogs didn't react. So, um, at first I didn't really think much of it. And I asked my husband, did you hear that? And he said, no, I didn't hear anything. And I thought, okay, it's just, you know, me, me hearing things, me, um, overthinking noises and things. And so a couple of minutes later, I was like, there it is again. Do you hear it? And he was like, I don't think I do, but let, you know, let me go downstairs and check. And the dogs still weren't reacting. And I, I said, okay, you know, thanks for going down to check. Thanks for humoring me. And um, he got down to, so we have a 300 year old farmhouse and there are three different staircases in the house because of the different time periods that um, the house has been added onto as a way to get upstairs to that section of the house. And so um, our room is above the room that we call the tavern room because it looks like an old tavern. And so when he was coming down, there is a lane across the street where there are abandoned houses and no one should be going back there because, um, a contractor owns the land now and he's going to build a housing development, which that's another story in of itself, not pleased, but out of my control. And so he, um, said something, but I didn't hear him. And what he said was a car just came down the lane. And so, you know, okay, maybe that was what I heard. And then um, we have the ring doorbell and we have security cameras around our house. And so as I'm laying in bed thinking like, what in the world is taking him so long? You know, maybe there is something out there. I get a security, a security camera notification on my phone and I open it. And there is a group of guys at my door and it looks like they're trying to open my door. So I immediately go downstairs. And what Pete was saying was that the car from that was coming down the lane and we have a shared driveway sort of with our neighbor, um, because that used to be the aunt's house and, um, a long, very long time ago. And so the neighbor's lights were all off because it's, you know, 1030, 1045 at night, they're asleep. And so the car passed their house and continued um, from their driveway onto our driveway. And there was a group of guys following this car. And so Pete was like thinking to himself like, oh, they must be going to visit Morgan now, which is strange that the neighbors would have visitors at that hour of the night. And then the car continued to our house. And um so they came to the door and on the camera footage, it looks like they were trying to turn my doorknob to get into my house. Well, um, after the fact, um, after things calmed down, we uh, looked back at the footage and they were actually knocking the knocker that's on the door. And so he flicked on the foyer light. They freaked out and they ran. And one of the guys had a ski mask covering his face So when you see that at 1045 at night with a group of eight guys at your door, you think home invasion, home burglary, you think not good things. And I have two daughters and their bedrooms are right by that door um, on the second floor. And so he immediately calls 911. By the time I had gotten downstairs, they had fled. He's on the, the phone with the 911 dispatcher and he's clearly in panic mode because he's not even communicating the address for the lane correctly. So I'm yelling in the background, the correct address for the lane. And then all of a sudden I hear this crack sound and it kind of sounds like a gunshot. And so I'm saying in the background, there's a gunshot, there's a gunshot. And so we were like, you need to get the police here immediately. You need to get the police here. We're in full on panic mode. Mind you, my kids are still sleeping and the dogs are still not barking. So, um, uh, so we're watching out the window and we see more cars, more cars going up the lane, going up the lane. And we're like, what is going on? What is going on? So then we see the police arrive and they go up the lane with their lights off initially. And then as they're halfway up the lane, they flip the lights on. So the dispatcher calls back to say that the police have arrived on scene and they will, um, come get a police report from us when it's when they're done talking or apprehending these suspects so a half an hour went by and we can see cars leaving the lane and no no cop ever comes to our house and so you know we're furious we're like we are pressing charges on these people who just tried to barge into our home in the middle of the night and at one point there was a car parked at the end of our driveway that we could see and i'm like well who is this at the end of our driveway If this is a police officer, he needs to come on up. If this is one of those cars that was on the lane, they need to keep on moving. So at this point, I'm feeling feisty and I'm like ready to go outside and confront the car. And my husband's like, get away from the windows. We don't want them to see us duck. Get down. You're not going out there. So he calls the 911 back and um, says, you know, the police have not come to our house. We would like them to come to our house to view the security camera footage of what happened. And we'd like to press charges. So the police call back and they say it was a group of teenagers who were having a pop-up Snapchat Halloween party. Well, my husband is still, he is the calm, cool, and collected one. He is never the one who flies off the handle. That would be me. I am the feisty one. I am the one who gets fired up very easily. And so he was like, What? I don't know what you're talking about a pop up Snapchat, whatever party. I was like, He was like, They tried to break into our house. So we want to press charges and we need you to come here immediately and look at the security footage. Okay. So the police come. Mind you, at this point, it's 1130 30 at night. And at no point did we actually turn the sound on to review our security camera footage. So we've been watching, we watched it several times with the silent mode on. So the police come, there are two um, county officers who show up and they explain to us that it was a group of high school students who um, did a pop-up Snapchat Halloween party. And there were girls back down the lane. They had Halloween costumes. They had Halloween candy and they had Halloween snacks. And they showed the officers on Snapchat their, you know, the fact that they thought that this was an abandoned property and they were doing a pop-up party. So the officer said, can we listen? Can we see the security camera footage? And we said, sure, no problem. So I pull it up and he was like, oh, can you play the sound? And I said, oh, sure. And as I hit sound and turn the volume up, we can immediately hear that these kids are, um, probably seniors in high school, cause they looked very mature, um, like very mature young men. They looked like college students, not high school students. And so um, we actually, if we had taken a chill pill, one of the kids was like ring doorbell camera, crazy. And the other kid was like, all the lights are off. This can't be the place. And then the other kid was like, this is, this isn't, this can't be right. This isn't right. And so they were talking on our porch, about the fact that they were thinking that it wasn't the right house, but they weren't sure. And the one kid was like, well, just knock and see who answers the door. So it was a pop-up Snapchat Halloween party. So then we felt like the old geezers who ruined it. And so we we laughed. And my husband was like, wow, you know you're old when you flip the lights on and the high school kids run And so we had a good laugh, but we felt so ridiculous when it was all said and done. I mean, ultimately we did the right thing by calling the police when it looked like there was someone trying to break into our house. So that we know was the right choice. We just would have calmed down a little bit had we actually paused to take a breath and listen to the security camera footage with the volume on first um, while we're waiting for the police to come so we could realize that there was no one shooting a gun. And um, the cops said that these high school kids have these popper things on their car. So it like makes a crack sound when they accelerate, which is what the kids had most likely. But the police officer also explained that this is a really big problem that they're dealing with right now um, with high school students. So what these high school students are doing is they're, I guess, Googling abandoned properties and then pinning it on Snapchat and tagging the high schools in the area and saying, party here at this address, at this date and time, you know, tell your friends. And so it's almost like a mini viral party. Well, to add to it, um, the reason that they were confused is when they went down the lane and they saw the houses down there, the houses are really in disrepair and are falling apart and basically caving in They're dilapidated houses that are going to be torn down. So the kids knew that that couldn't be quite right because the houses were like basically trash. And so, um, So then it was obviously our house by default. And so then the next day, even after I I had more time, because they told the cops that they were following GPS, and I'm thinking to myself, how can you follow GPS and land at my house when that's not my address? And so what I did was I looked up the address that they were using on GPS, and it actually is pictured the end of my neighbor's driveway, which leads to my house. And so that also led to the confusion. And so we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. But this whole situation was triggering for me because when I was in third grade, my house was broken into um, and we suspected the newspaper boy uh, because we had these windows that were um, very unique to the local builder who built our home. And you had to know how to open them or you would have never been able to do it. And so um, he knew where my dad kept the money Uh, because he could see my dad's closets from the front door when he would come to collect the newspaper money on Fridays or whatever collection day was. And my dad had two five pound cans, coffee cans filled with change and dollar bills up in his closet. And he could see that from our front door and we had no deadbolt. So he um, jimmied the door open with a screwdriver because there were the pry marks uh, on the hinge and the door frame from pushing the little um, knob in to open the door. And he was actually still in the house when we got home. So again, when I was little, we lived in a townhouse and the walls were paper thin. And I always swore someone was in our house, always swore someone was in our house. Cause you could hear the neighbors talking on the phone. You could hear them walking up and down the stairs. You could hear them showering. I mean, it was literally as if we were living in the same house. And so when we got home that night from seeing Ninja Turtles two on good Friday in 1991, I heard the first thump, which was him dropping the first coffee can. And I said to my dad, someone's in the house. And my dad was like, no one's in the house, Kim. And then my dad heard the second thump, which was the second coffee can. And then my dad runs upstairs and screams, who's in my house? And the newspaper boy jumped out the second story window. And it was raining that night. So the canine dogs lost his scent um, once he hit the sidewalk. So as long as he had stayed in the grass, they could track him. But once he hit the sidewalk, the cement doesn't hold a scent in the rain. Um, And so we are 99% sure it was the newspaper boy um, because my friend's mom knew his mom and she shared that he had developed a drug addiction. And so um, the suspicion was that he was stealing money to pay for drugs. So here, this was like a similar situation. Like I heard something, it was scary. It was not right. And then lo and behold, there are these, like this masked guy and uh, other guys like at my door. And so Um, So I was in like a combination of fight and flight, I guess, and freeze. Like it was like kind of all in one um, when like this happened with the pop-up Snapchat Halloween party. Uh, But my husband was for sure in fight mode because when he was on the phone with the 911 dispatcher, he was yelling and he's so quiet. He never raises his voice and he was having a hard time communicating and he kept repeating himself. And you could just tell that he was in this trauma response, this fight, flight, or freeze. And um, we both went from zero to 60 in about 2.6 seconds. And for me, that's normal. I can get uh, agitated a little bit faster because my natural barometer runs higher than his. Um, But we were ready to press charges. We were staying away from the windows. We were pacing. We were using loud voices. And the animals knew something wasn't right. Even the cat knew something was off um, just from like the energy that we were giving off as we were going through this situation. But it wasn't until after the storm when the police came to view the security footage and said the kids were confused and we listened to the audio with the volume on. Um, we felt so silly because if we had listened to the audio first, it would have, like I said earlier, eliminated a lot of the, um, chaos and uncertainty that we felt we would have been able to navigate that situation much more easily. Um, and the reason that we didn't navigate it with such ease and calmness was because we didn't give ourselves a chance to pause. We didn't insert a pause. Um, and give ourselves space to respond to the situation and and approach it from like more of a level-headed position, we probably still would have called the police, um, but we wouldn't have been screaming at the 911 dispatcher. We would have been able to clearly communicate our address and the address across the way, the lane that the cars were going up. Um, We probably wouldn't have thought we heard gunshots. And we wouldn't have demanded that the police come immediately to view our security footage. We would have been able to stay calm, stay collected, stay level-headed. Um, but instead, we reacted. We were completely off our off unhinged and off our rockers. Like my husband at one point screamed the f word at the police officers when they said it was the Snapchat pop-up Halloween party. And my cousin, my husband is not the one to cuss. That's me. I have the foul mouth, but not my husband. And so um, not that long ago, he spelled um, C-R-A-P, crap, in front of my kids. And they're like, really? Mom says worse. Like, crap is not a bad word. We say crap. And he laughed. He's like, you're right, girls. So if you come into a situation where you're feeling triggered by something, um, before you get into that react mode, give yourself a chance to pause first. And really what we should have done was we should have taken a deep breath to see calm that fight, flight, or freeze mode before we moved forward anymore. Um, Because that right there, taking a deep breath alone, changing your physical reaction to your emotional state is the fastest way to make that change that you can respond rather than react. So I hope you found this episode helpful. And just remember that inserting that pause first before you continue moving forward is going to give you a different perspective a more clear perspective of how you want to move forward and so that way you are not screaming at people you're not overreacting you're not um like I'll say being judgmental or um having like not delusional thoughts but like not clear thoughts from a rational place um because our thoughts were kind of irrational a little bit um, like I was going around and I was just like checking all the windows to make sure they were all locked. And at this point they had already fled. So if they were getting in, they would have already done that. And, uh, I was looking through the woods and I was like, oh, I think I see flashlights. And my husband was like, no, I don't think they're flashlights. I think those are lights from the shopping center. That is like a mile down the road from us. And I was like, no, 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 no. they're moving. The Lights are moving. They're getting closer. It's getting brighter. He's like, I think that's just because the wind is blowing and the trees are moving. It was the lights from the shopping center. So like we just started having like this crazy dialogue about this um, situation that wasn't even happening. And so had those kids not accidentally knocked on our door and had gone down the lane and stayed down the lane, they would, have be able to, they would have been able to have their pop-up Snapchat Halloween party. So it was just, it was a huge misunderstanding, but we would have been able to navigate it more easily if we had given ourselves a chance to pause So we could think things through and come at it with a level head and a non-triggered perspective to respond rather than react. So if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it because I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance, um, a one-stop shop, because let's face it, ladies, we have got to stick together. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of One of a Kind You, and I will see you next week.